Welcome to the Through the Valleys podcast. I am your host, Jenna Wolbaum, and we are going to be talking faith, family, books, and of course, pets. So grab your latte. It's going to be a long one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of the Through the Valleys podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Um, At some point, I'm going to have to stop saying, this is the first episode, this is the second episode, this is the third episode, because we'll have too many episodes. Um, But welcome back. And today, we are going to be covering the topic of life changes and transitions. This mostly is because I'm going through a life change and transition right now, so it just seemed really timely. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so we're going to be talking about life changes and transitions and how we handle those, maybe going from one job to another job or leaving a job and trying to figure out another job Um, because I just went through that process as an adult of 24 and there is Emmy, one of my pugs, my three-year-old pug, coming and snorting. She hears me talking, and she, like, wants to be a part of life <laughs> with me on the couch. She wants to come sit in my lap for some reason. I don't know if it makes her nervous that I'm talking to my phone by myself um, or what, but she is here laying on my lap. Um, so sorry if you hear the snorting, but this is life in the Wolbaum household. Uh So yeah, I'm super excited to be talking about life transitions today, and yeah, so let's get into our first segment. Okay, so since this episode is about life changes and transitions, um, I thought it was appropriate to read our quote of the day. Um, Today's quote is by David Bowie, who... um, is a pretty cool person and I've learned quite a bit about David Bowie. Uh, I actually have a shirt that I wear to bed that has David Bowie on it. Um, my mom loves David Bowie's music. So, um, actually this song I love. (laughs) So this is a quote from one of his songs. Um, and the quote is time may change me, but I can't trace time. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty fitting quote for life transitions. Um, you know, time as time goes on, we learn so much. We make so many mistakes. Uh, I think one thing I've learned as an adult is that I need to listen to my mom more. <laughs> she used to give me so much wisdom when I was younger, um, like from like 15 to 20 and I would just like blow her off. Like she didn't know what she was talking about. So I find myself nowadays really listening to my mom's advice because you guys, moms are always right. Like, I don't know what it is, but truly they just always are right. If you have a good mom, I have a great mom. Um, So yeah, so yeah, time may change me, but I can't trace time by David Bowie. So that is our quote of the day. So yeah, I love quotes of the day. I think they'll start us off on just a positive good note. Um, All right, so let's go into what I have been reading lately. So I just finished a book that First of all, I've never read anything like it. I have been following the Reese's Book Club. I don't know if you guys um, 
are part of the Reese's Book Club, but there are a few books on there that I've read that I just really, really love. There's one book I read that I didn't love, and maybe I'll talk about that sometime, but I pretty much just finished it because I was like, I just want to say I read it. Um, but the, the book I read, it was called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, what first drew me to it was that it was a sort of like a history book. Um, just to set the stage for you guys, uh, it starts off with a reporter who goes and um, gets this once in a lifetime opportunity to interview Evelyn Hugo, who is this famous movie star who was married seven times. Um, and it took an interesting turn that I did not see coming. Um, it, it does have a LGBTQ um, twist to it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, which I probably wouldn't have picked for myself to read. Um, just being a Bible-believing Christian. But you know what? I'm really glad I read it. Um, it was just a really well-written and kind of beautiful story. It's it's 400 pages, which I feel like is a mid-range. Again, I'm a history major, so that could be incredibly long for most people, but 400 pages, I could finish, you know, fairly quickly. Uh, I really loved this book. I loved the end. I thought that it just came together really well. The writing was easy to follow. Um, it wasn't super... There's some of these books like off of Book Talk and like off of the Reese's Book Club that can be really graphic, um, like sexually graphic. And this book was not sexually graphic, which I just really enjoyed. Um, it begins in the 1950s, Evelyn's story, and then it goes through until the 1980s. So um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about the book because I don't want to spoil it. But truly... I think this is a great read, um, and I'm really glad that I picked it up. So yeah, great, great story, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. You guys should really check it out. I really enjoyed uh, this book. So yeah. Okay, um, let's go ahead and get on to our current events segment. Okay, so today's current events story is about the Josh Duggar trial. So this week um, on Thursday, Josh Duggar was found guilty by a jury on the counts of receiving and possessing child pornography. Um, so I have been watching the Duggars since I was very young. <laughs> Um, I think I watched like all of them get married when their marriages were on TV. I was just like infatuated with the Duggars. I thought they were interesting. I thought the fact that one mother had 19 children was just insane. Uh, so of course, like a lot of Duggar followers, I was just intrigued by their unconventional way of life. Um, so I, I don't remember how long ago it was, but um, it came out quite a long time ago, years ago, that Josh Duggar had molested five people or children at the time. 
And um, this is when he was married (laughs) to his wife, uh, Anna Duggar. Um, And yeah, it was it was a shock, I think, to the entire world. So to me, I was like, "Ooh, this family may not be who they say they are or because you know they they preached fundamentalist christianity um so yeah so essentially this is our current event story of the day um i am reading off an article uh, from fox news um multiple members of the duggar family reacted after josh duggar was convicted on two counts of receiving and possessing child pornography thursday josh was immediately taken into custody thursday after his guilty verdict the former reality tv star faces up to 20 years and up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fines for each count among those to speak out were duggar's parents jim bob and michelle who posted their statement on their website This entire ordeal has been very grievous, they said. Today, God's grace through the love and prayers of so many have sustained us. Our hearts and prayers are with anyone who has ever been harmed through child sexual abuse material. In the days ahead, we will do all that we can to surround our daughter-in-law, Josh's wife, Anna, and their children will... Uh, with love and support. The duo continued. As parents, we will never stop praying for Joshua and loving him as we do all of our children in each of life's circumstances. We place our trust in God. He is our source of strength and refuge. Thank you for your prayers. Josh's cousin, Amy King, tweeted that justice has been served following the verdict announcement. Um, I'm going to stop reading there. Uh, A lot of the other siblings, including Jill and um, Jessa and her husband also put out a statement uh, today. Or, yeah, I think it was today or maybe the day before. I can't remember. I saw it today. <sighs> so, my thoughts. Um, obviously, this is a disgusting crime. And I am really happy that the um, justice was served in this situation. Um you know, I truly believe that our uh, justice system is just <laughs> in not so many words. I think that, um, you know, in some cases it doesn't do a great job, but it's it was created to serve justice. And I appreciate that. I think the jury made the right decision in this case. I feel like the... Um, prosecution did a great job with their findings um the defense not so much i think they were really leaning on this um whole idea that it was someone else (laughs) someone else who downloaded the child pornography on josh's on the computer at his job um and obviously i just don't think that's a strong case um, they have to do their jobs in any way that they can to try to make the defendant look not guilty. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it was substantial enough, especially with the, um, uh, the federal evidence that was, um, brought to light. So I believe this was the right call. Um, child pornography is disgusting and should, I do not, I don't condone it essentially (laughs) obviously uh so yeah it's gross um so yeah i think that that was this was the right decision now i watch a lot of tiktok and 
there are quite a few women on TikTok who, I'm not going to name names here, but I think they're using this as a case against Christianity in general, just because the Duggars are so, they're so into their fundamental Christianity. I am not a fundy, as they call it, um, on TikTok. I, you know, I am a Bible-believing Christian, but I definitely, um, I'm not a legalist or a fund, you know, fundy. Uh, so that part of their whole situation, I, I don't, I don't agree with. Um, I kissed my husband before marriage. So, you know, obviously don't, that's not the type of Christianity I practice. Um, but I think these women are using this as a way to make Christians and conservatives look bad. Um, I think it's a way for them to use it against conservative Christianity um, just by saying, well, look at this family and this must be going on everywhere. And I think while there's evil everywhere, I am I am not going to say there is not. There is. There's evil in the church. It is full of imperfect humans. That is not an excuse, but it's the truth. God did not make us to be perfect. <laughs> if he did, he would not have had to send his only son to come down and die on a cross for us. Um, however, I think it is wrong to take this case out of proportion and use it to condemn all Christianity. This is a very isolated situation while wrong, and I am so glad that he was convicted. I... Again, I feel as if it's wrong to completely demean an entire group of people. Um, and I will never pretend <laughs> the way this podcast is going to lean. Um, if you are a leftist or a Democrat, you know, you are welcome here. I, I love to have conversations um, and I love to hear other opinions, um, but I'm never going to shy away from the fact that I, I'm a conservative Christian. Um, and I think that we should be really careful about making generalizations over an entire case, um, an isolated incident. So, so yeah, that's our current event story of the day. I'll keep you updated as things come in um, if I feel like I need to do that. Uh, right now, he's going to be in, um, he, he won't be sentenced for about four months, but I believe he will remain in custody for that entire time um, in just a county jail. So yeah, um, I'm very glad justice was served. I, uh, I worry for those kids. I, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be more that comes out, but I really hope that those children were protected um, in this case. So, yeah, praying for that situation. Um, you know, I'm sure his wife is dealing with a lot right now. And, um, you know, everyone can say what they want about his wife and how she's protecting him and everything. And, you know, I think that's that's their business. Um, so, yeah, Uh prayers for all and i i'm glad that justice was served on this case so yeah all right that is going to be the end of our current events story of the day i 
I don't know about you guys, but I am a carnivore and I love meat. My husband and I eat it pretty much every night of the week. And high quality meat and convenience is super important to us, which is why we subscribe to ButcherBox. Uh, ButcherBox was started with the idea that everyone should have access to high quality, humanely raised meat. Each month, uh, they deliver 100% grass-fed beef, humanely raised pork, and free-range organic chicken straight to your door. We only work with companies and farmers that are dedicated to doing the right thing, never cutting corners, and always looking for ways to improve. We subscribe to ButcherBox because we are tired of paying grocery store prices. It's super convenient to have it delivered right to your door. It's always frozen, always in great condition. The box is never smashed and it comes super fast. So if you would like to get free bacon for life from ButcherBox, go ahead and click on the link in the description down below and you can get free bacon in your ButcherBox. Thank you, ButcherBox. Okay, so I think all of the segments are over. <laughs> um, I don't really have a specific product to share with you guys. Maybe next episode uh, I'll have something to share with you. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our podcast theme for the day. And that is going to be life changes and transitions. So I thought this would be a good topic because I am going through a very big life transition right now um recently god has led me to leave my job in childcare. i've been a child care provider now on and off for about seven years um maybe honestly a little bit longer i started babysitting at like 12 years old um and i you know i watched my brother from time to time when we were younger so um yeah it's this has been the only job I've ever known except for being a lifeguard and swim instructor uh, for a few years before the pandemic. And so it was weird to think about leaving that for a, another profession. Um, you know, for a while now, about a year, I felt really burnt out. Um, childcare is hard. Uh, you know, you're basically stepping into a family and having to deal with different parenting style that I may or may not agree with. I'm not trying to bash on anybody, but there are so many parenting styles right now through these like 30-something millennial parents that personally I just cannot keep up with. I mean, there's this whole like gentle parenting thing. And of course I agree that children need to have feelings and they need their feelings validated and you should not be going around beating and screaming at your children. I, I agree with those points, but I feel like specifically with gentle parenting, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion and I'm probably putting myself in a totally just like bad place with a lot of people. Um, again, I don't condone child abuse, screaming and hitting in any way. I, I don't, I don't condone it, but I think gentle parenting can be taken way too far where you are giving your child all of the control. And unfortunately I've kind of had that experience 
um, with a family that I was with and it's really hard to be a nanny for kids who believe they are in control and just don't really have a lot of respect. So with all of that said, um, I, I'm not judging anyone. You can parent your child any way you want. But personally, I was just done being a part of it. It was, it. it's too hard for me. <laughs> um, especially when you just don't agree with, uh, you just don't agree with the style. So again, I was burnt out and I was, it was just never clear to me what God wanted me to do. I, I had a lot of different things that I thought I wanted to do. I wanted to go to master's school for history. I wanted to become a teacher. Um... I wanted to work in a museum. So just all these different things. I even thought for a while, I was like, well, maybe I should go work in an office or maybe I should look. My mom was pushing me. She's a nurse. So she was like, you should look into nursing or you should look into MA or, um, you know, nursing assistant school. And I was just like, no, like, that's just not my thing. But I was talking to her about it and, you know, she made a kind of a good point. So I went online and did some research about... Um, like medical assistant school. I was just, I was just curious how long it would take me if I wanted to do it or if it sounded interesting. Um, Backstory, not great at science and not great at math. So (laughs) I didn't pick that path, but in looking for, and this is where I really feel that God had his hand on this. Um, In the process of looking for these MA programs, I came across a program, a paralegal program, at a school locally that I had attended um, before that I I just loved my experience there. Um, It was some of the best years of my life. I met my husband at that school. Um, I just really found my love of learning there. And so I I came across a paralegal program at the same school. And because I already had a bachelor's degree background, I have a bachelor's degree in um, history with a minor in political science. Um, so when I so when I talk about current events and stuff, I I I like to think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but anyways, squirrel moment. Uh, so yeah, I I came across this paralegal program that because I had a bachelor's degree, I would be able to complete it in a, in a year. Um, I would be able to get an internship that I could get credit for, um, maybe even a paid internship. I'm not sure, um, but the only hiccup was I had to apply for it and they only allow 50 people in. So I was like, I was like, okay, God, if this is an answer to prayer, I'll get into this program. That is going to be your, you saying, this is where I'm leading you. Um, and I applied and literally a week later, which they said that it could take up to a few months, um, for me to get an answer a week later, I got an acceptance letter for the program. So, um, at this time, like, this is great news, right? I'm, I got an answer to prayer. It's something I had been in the waiting for, for a long time. And this is something about life transitions is they aren't always going to come on your timeline because God has a timeline for you. Um, it's not necessarily about when you want, it's when God has planned it for you. Um, and so there was one small hiccup. I was still, nannying full-time during the week I was nannying for two families um actually they had a nanny share going on um I got paid a certain rate I was watching four kids um 
all four parents were, were are, are and still were working full time. Um, you know, of course, the two older kids were in school, but there were the two younger kids um, that needed full time care during the day. And so I am very adverse to conflict. <laughs> I really hate it. And I'm a people pleaser. So while I was ready to move on from this job to going to paralegal school and starting the career path that God was leading me to, there was some conflict I had to deal with. And that was telling these parents who thought that I would probably be with them for a while longer that really they only had three months left of me. Um, So for someone who's adverse to conflict and who is a people pleaser and doesn't want to disappoint anybody, this was a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, Having to go through the process of quitting this job you know when you're a nanny it's not like you can just I mean you could I suppose give a two-week notice and leave um I didn't want to do that to these people they they gave me a job at a time you know during COVID where there weren't any jobs and my husband and I were below the poverty line and um because he had lost the two jobs that he had due to the pandemic, um, we ended up moving into my dad's house at the time um, because we couldn't afford the apartment we were in anymore. <sighs> so um, I sort of felt like I owed them something. And, you know, I had talked to my husband. I had prayed a lot about it. And my husband was like, you know, Jenna, like, yes, of course they've been good to you. But if they care about you, they're not going to condemn you for this choice. They may be a little disappointed and they may kind of freak out a little bit because they may not know where their childcare is going to come from, but that's not your responsibility. And so I started on this path of thinking, okay, like he's right. He's right. This isn't my responsibility. I don't, these aren't my kids. Um, and so I had to, you know, I I accidentally kind of blurted it out <laughs> to the mom and dad when I when I was leaving one day because she was asking me if I could pick up another day in January. I'm starting up pro- my program in January and I knew this. And so I had to tell her, "Hey, unfortunately, you know, I wanted to do this over a meeting and we we still need to have a meeting, but I'm going to be leaving." Um I got into paralegal school and, um, she, I could tell she was caught off guard, but you know, she wasn't mean to me or anything about it. And so I scheduled a zoom call and, uh, with both sets of parents and I laid it all out there. And so, um, came to the conclusion that the one family is not going to need me because I could only provide two days a week while I was in school. I'm going to be in school full time. And I just, I can't work the amount of hours that I was working in childcare and go to school. It just wasn't feasible. (sighs) And I'll still be working for the one family with the one baby, um, for two days a week, but, um, that's just not going to be as hefty of a, you know, a load as I was taking before. (sighs) So, as of right now, I have about three more weeks left in this job, um, including my time off from winter break with these two families. Um, and I'm having a hard time, guys, because I am so ready to leave this job. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. like I love kids. I think they're great, but I am just, I'm ready to be done. Um, 
childcare is a really physically and mentally demanding job. And I have to pray every morning for God to give me strength to go to this job. I mean, I'm there nine hours a day. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, and I'm exhausted and I just can't imagine doing this for the rest of my life, which is why I'm leaving. So, so this is why I'm talking about transitions because again, these life transitions do not come on our timeline. They're on God's timeline and we have to hope and trust in him in that time, even if it's grueling, even if it's really hard and you just want to leave and you don't want to do it anymore and you don't want to give any kind of effort. That's not what God would want us to do. And it's not what God wants me to do. He answered my prayer. I have to remember that. He answered my prayer. I asked him, God, what do you want me to do? And he brought this wonderful blessing into my life. Um, I'm reminded of the song. Um, I forget who it's by, but um, uh, I'm blanking on it now. I think it's by Josh Baldwin. But anyway, it, it's all about how you know God is always faithful. He's always there and he'll always come through for you. It's just not going to be on your time. So I think when we're talking about transitions... Um, and obviously I'm moving into a whole nother career. It's not going to be easy, but I'm just so excited because it's something that I'm really, truly interested in being a paralegal, working in the legal system. Um, I'm able to put a lot of my skills to use my research skills, my writing skills, my people, uh, talking skills. Um, and I get to work with lawyers, which I'm super excited about because once upon a time I wanted to go to law school, but I saw the amount of work (laughs) one, it takes to get through law school. It's expensive to go to law school. It's like 80 hour work weeks, which I have a family. I mean, right now it's just me and my husband and my dogs, but it's still a family. I still have another person that depends on me. Um, and I need to have a relationship and a marriage, not just a job. So I had, I had kind of written that off, but now I'm going to get to work in a field that I'm so interested in and like I just feel like God has led me to this point but that doesn't mean the transition is easy there are a lot of different moving parts to the transition so I want you guys to think about what kind of transitions are up ahead for you maybe you just got through a transition and I just want to encourage you that while the transitions may be hard or the change might be hard, the conversations might be hard. You may have a whole different experience. Your employer may be just completely upset at you and like fire you on the spot. You may have to go through those really tough times, but if God is leading you somewhere, don't ignore it. I've ignored God so many times in my life and it has never turned out good for me. So yeah, I just want to encourage you guys. These life transitions, they're hard, but they're important. They build character and you're going to look back on them and later on in life and be like, yeah, like I followed God. I followed what his plan was for me and it was hard and grueling and some parts of it were really uncomfortable and sad and it made me angry, but I did it. So yeah, so that's the end of the topic for today, guys, on life transitions um, I hope you got some encouragement today from this segment. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for this path that God is leading me on. And pray for me in these last few weeks of childcare. 
that I can get through it. Um, I know I can. I know God has prepared me. Um, We can do hard things. It's just hard in the moment to get through it. So especially with the holidays coming, (laughs) it's like, come on, can it just get here already? Can the fun and excitement get here already? So yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And um, until next time, keep trudging through your valleys. for listening to the through the valleys podcast if you enjoyed your time with me today through the valleys please look down below and click follow we're so glad you're here until next time i'll see you later